Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm Frank with my buddy AJ. How you doing? Hello. Uh, so we are going to be breaking down the Aquaman movie, which at this point has come out a few weeks ago. Um, but we, you know, we're busy around the holidays and we wanted to see a bunch of movies before we really dove into the new year. Aquaman is the most recent entry in the DC universe, extended universe, who knows what they're calling it these days, but um, we were introduced to Jason Momoa's Aquaman in last year's Justice League, which um, we thought was a fun time, but unfortunately nobody else bought tickets to, and (laughs) has since had the fallout of, well, we have uh, Superman and Batman anymore, who knows? Really bad fallout. Really bad. (laughs) (laughs) But... You know, like, uh, the, the good news is that the individual films that haven't been led by Zack Snyder's team with uh, Wonder Woman and now Aquaman are doing very well, um, and that things are looking up for DC, which is which is a good thing, because um, we, we like a little friendly competition. We got the MCU going strong. Um, obviously, we're super excited for Avengers Endgame when that comes out this year, but... We want to see more DC films. I love watching it on TV. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess let's get into some non-spoilery details about Aquaman before we dive into full spoilers. Um, what did you think of this movie, AJ? Okay, so I uh, am – people should probably – I'll preface this. I'm a big DC guy. I have, like, a huge collection of the JLA Kenner 1998 figure series with, like, all of the – like late '90s run of uh, Aquaman, which really kind of encapsulated the look when he went from orange T-shirt to then he remember when he had like the harpoon hand. Yeah. Uh, so like I have that figure. <laughs> uh, so I love uh, I, I do love these characters, and I've always wanted to see Aquaman. We thought for a while it was gonna be Vinny Chase, uh, but that ended up <laughs> not panning out for everybody. Uh, ultimately, uh, you know. I do want to say one thing. So there is, I think, a want among people in our, uh, you know, hobby to, like, kind of bash Zack Snyder. And I know that, like, Zack Snyder is, like, uh, is worthy in a lot of ways of a decent amount of bashing. But in a, a lot of other ways, like, he had the forethought to cast Aquaman and Wonder Woman and create kind of the little bit of the universe of ground where they stand on now. So like give let's That's true. let's give credit where credit was due in that Zack Snyder saw Momoa probably in Game of Thrones <laughs> and was like this fucker is crazy. Like let's get this guy in he, let's get this guy in this movie and yep. they did. And it works so perfectly. Uh I I love this actor. I think he's Jason Momoa uh, I don't know if it's it's just because of the role or because of the fucking uh, charisma that he exudes in his acting. The man is like, he's an unstoppable force. And he really, I think he cemented himself as a really great actor and a great character in this movie. Uh, I think one of the things about Aquaman, especially this iteration, is you know you've been introduced to Aquaman before a little bit. So you kind of know who you're going to see before you get into the theater. And this gave James Wan, who is a great director and somebody who I've been following for 
you know, the past few films with The Conjuring and, uh, you know, Insidious uh, and Patrick Wilson also, but really, you know, James Wan, that they let James Wan direct the fuck out of this movie, man. Yeah. Uh, It is so astoundingly beautiful. And it is so it's such it's done with such love for the source material in that, you know, even Joss Whedon, who we all appoint as the great nerd god and savior of us all, had a fucking (laughs) air bubble for these characters in a movie that do not need an air bubble for the sole purpose of the fact that they hadn't figured out yet that fans and people would be okay with dealing with the fact that these characters are going to converse underwater. Like, it's just going to happen. Like. Had he had the forethought and the foresight to think, oh, fuck, like, they're going to make a whole movie after this, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, they, we have to deal with that now. Let's give them a little bit of a leg leg up and do this, like, kind of kind of a, not a really great move, Mr. Whedon. I uh, I, I respectfully disagree with the, the uh, decisions you made there. Uh, and <laughs> now uh james wan's in here and like uh you know how we're gonna cover this one line of fucking dialogue of kid aquaman talking underwater and he's just gonna be like i'm talking underwater and we're done boom boom (laughs) moved on (laughs) like like to me like that is cool superhero storytelling like we don't need to spend they they give you the minute of exposition that they have to do in this movie of why aquaman is strong because this movie for like we spoke about a little bit earlier, but like this movie stands on its own forever, 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 because they set up everything about Aquaman and the way that they did it is also very balls to the wall. This may be our one shot of making Aquaman. Let's go all the fuck out. And what we got was a fantastic looking movie that has some issues and some uh, problems and unfortunately some bad timing, but I think that, uh, and the script is also horrendous, but, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But if you, <laughs> if you, me and Danny walked out of this movie fucking on cloud nine, we love Aquaman. We love how, that, how we saved the world and we want to see him go on more adventures and do more stuff. Yeah. Um, this one for me, I, I really enjoyed it. I think, um, Maybe not quite as much as you did. Uh, yeah. I think it, it is a really strong start for for a character that one I don't know a ton about because I, you know, I haven't been really a DC follower as much as you have. And I mean, I know tangentially about how you know he's been poked fun at for the past you know twenty, thirty years or whatever. Oh, Aquaman um, is a joke. That that's it, like a huge part of it. Exactly. And so they they had to take that and like they did that in justice league for sure that this this character can be powerful and can carry his own movie and like it it, it they really did a great job in the sense that someone that you wouldn't expect right like that they they took this sort of like clean cut version of aquaman from the comics and, and made him you know a bit grittier and they i mean they, like perfect casting um, I agree. I, I think the, the visuals are fantastic in this movie. Um, we have a really great supporting cast. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's a bit of predictability going on. There's, um, it, it felt too long to me. Uh, there, this movie you know, is a little bit long in the tooth. I'll give you that. It's, yeah. it's got a long fucking wrong time. Um, but there's there was also a part of me that was wondering like I wonder what would have happened if James Cameron made this movie because uh, like you know you get the whole underwater aspect 
Anyway, James Cameron, I think, would have made a fantastic Aquaman. I, you know, I, <laughs> I think I would have loved that movie. I don't think we would have all loved it in the same way that we now love Aquaman going forward. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Aquaman come that comes out in two thousand and let's let's be gracious and say two thousand and four from James Cameron. Vinny Chase is your lead. You know, do we at that moment in time are we loving? the actor who's going to play the character and want to see him do more adventures or do we like the concept of the movie and we don't really care who plays Aquaman, you know, like that's, that's the different reality we live in. It's like, Oh, we've seen people play good and bad versions of these superheroes now in the span of movies that are maybe, maybe four or five years apart from each other. And here we are now being like, we need somebody who's not only just going to, you know, be the title card on the screen, but somebody who is going to kind of inhabit the, in the way that you have to do in modern social media society, the role of Aquaman in real life. Like Jason Momoa he is kind of Aquaman walking around. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> nobody's going to be, nobody's going to go up and, you know, you know, he's, He's fucking. Well, he is Aquaman. Like they, they took this. Drogo, but now he is Aquaman. Now he's Aquaman. He's this Hawaiian surfer dude that is, is like perfect to to take a new twist on things. Um, and you got. Can we talk about Django Fett? I was just gonna say that we we have Django Fett as his father, which is perfect. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Is this is this Django Fett? <laughs> and then, and then you get to the shot where they're actually real, his real age, and they're not. They didn't put all that fucking shit on his yeah. face. Yeah, they they're, aged like, it. they're like, that's fucking Django Fett. <laughs> Tomorrow Morrison. Yeah, and it also the uh, I loved, and I thought it was a great conceit that like those big butch biker guys were behind him asking for a picture. That I was thought great. That was fantastic. Like, all right. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So good. I, I don't. I don't want to get too far into it before we put up our spoiler. Um, anyway, it. We both enjoyed this. Um, you maybe a little more than me, but um, there's a lot to say about all the details and moving forward what this means for the DC movies. So, if you haven't seen it yet, which I'd be surprised because it's made a ton of money. Um, and you'd be part of the problem if you didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. So go see it. Um, it should be out for. A, a while longer and then uh go see it in fucking IMAX. I can't stress that enough to you. I know <sighs> you don't need I know that people want to save the 10 bucks and go to a regular movie and you're going to be like, "Oh, it's a regular movie. It doesn't matter." No, I'm Convince sorry. me to see it again then because yeah. I haven't seen it in IMAX. Uh, okay. <laughs> seeing it in seeing it in IMAX gives this movie a depth because it's not really in 3D that you feel on the screen that uh you've never seen before. The trench sequence, uh, I'm sorry, is really is really that good. It really is, and like I think beyond uh, what this movie can do in the future, like we know that we've seen a lot. Uh, when you go and you experience the with the full sound and the full immersion of the screen in front of you, giving you the sense of depth and scale of all the sea creatures and the size of the big swaths of ocean that Aquaman is swimming in. It's mm. a whole different movie. Uh, it makes this, the sequence where they're going into Atlantis incredible. Oh. Um, so yes, please go see it in IMAX. Please get out there and see it. And now I have to talk about spoilers with my friend Frank. And uh, if you would like to hear the spoilers, you can definitely tune in. I mean, we're not going to stop you, but like you're kind of fucking up. Like you just yeah. have to understand. Pause it now. <laughs> come back later. That's 
beauty of modern technology. Anyway, uh, so in three, two, one, we are going to talk full spoilers on Aquaman. And go. What do you What do you got? Okay, so I, I want to talk about uh, a few things. So um, the first thing, and this comes from the Kevin Smith review, and I want to just like note that. So Kevin Smith put Black Manta in his alleged Superman movie. Um, they've been trying to put Black Manta to connect universes in the in the DC uni- in the DC movies for twenty years, and they've never done it before. And you know what? I'm was I was really okay with the full origin of this bad guy. I was on board. I knew exactly what was going to happen as soon as I saw the two of them walk down the corridor in the submarine. I knew it was going to happen. But even still, the subtle nuances of the way that they kind of twisted it and made it new and the way that the action is done in this movie gives it a gives it a pass in my book. You're like, okay, cool. Okay? The contrived kind of struggle for Aquaman to get to the throne and having to deal with a whole, you know, royalty and high high uh, breed people, you know, is okay, but uh, you know, Patrick Wilson kills it and the way that he portrays this character with Mira and with uh the other guy um uh you know, Harry Osborne, <laughs> Norman Osborne. Oh, uh, uh William De- William Defoe. William Defoe like you're just in it and like then it gets a pass. And then like the you know, you know. I think the ending, and we could talk about that in a, in a minute if we want to. That gets a pass also because it sets him up as a character, and it gives him a way and an ethos of a, of a way we're going to see him going forward. In a way that, like we saw Batman in Batman Begins, have an ethos. Like mm-hmm. Batman's not going to kill people this time around. Let's see how that plays out. Like, I'm not. Spoiler alert! I'm not going to kill the main bad guy who tried to kill me and is conspiring with other people to try to kill me. Because I'm better than this. Let's see how that plays out. Let's bring him back and see what happens in kind of a Thor Loki relationship. Sure. Uh, so that's that's a good point. I, I mean, I didn't know anything about about Black Manta, but um, I, I did find myself. Um, I think especially in the the trailers and um, the trailer. Just the, the Warner Brothers marketing team. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> sure. But uh, I, what I'm saying is just like the look of it, and like it just felt really different from everything else and that like as as the movie went on like becoming more and more sympathetic for the character and understanding his motivations a little bit more and like seeing that like truly he couldn't have been the the one villain in this movie and you needed him to have this arc set up to be the the man that really is out to get aquaman and like that he hates him for a very, very specific and good, like, really good reason. And, you know, set him up as a, a huge villain in, in the sequel. Um, and so, it, to me, it was a little bit distracting because they were doing this world building at the same time. Um, but it, it ultimately did tie into the main plot, and they had him as a player, um, you know, working with um, King Orm's, you know, team of, of Aqua people. Um, so, like, it worked. I mean... So yeah, let's talk. I'm going to talk about a concept that Mikey kind of. I think it, he just kind of opened it up for me. So Mikey, my brother, this is your your shout out on the podcast. Uh, Mike, he, I think he has a really good point. This movie shouldn't have come out uh, this year um, with Black Panther in the beginning of the year, with the stories being so similar. Now, here's a few things that I will say that I think justify a, a little bit of difference. 
Aquaman is arguably an older character than Black Panther, and I'm sure that his origin was originated probably earlier than Black Panther. Uh, also ties into a larger mythos about Atlantis, which we know predates Black Panther by a fuckton. So there's sure. one. Also, I think that Orn's claim to the throne is stronger in Aquaman than it is in Black Panther. I know that's minutia, but if you really mm -hmm. look at it, you know, Orn to the people of Atlantis is the rightful heir. Uh, you know, Killmonger comes in later on and stakes a claim to the throne, and only after he defeats T'Challa is he then installed as a, uh, you know, a, you know, a temporary king. <laughs> you sure. know, so uh, Orn, like he's been getting ready for this his whole life. Like I think that there's a difference there. I also think that you have kind of have a smart, plucky female who's making things and being fun around him, and they kind of uh, encompassed all three of those female supporting characters from Black Panther into just the one Amber Heard that we got. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I don't necessarily agree, and then in my perfect version of the DCEU, this would be the first movie I would do. This would be the first one out of the gate. This sets up your universe perfectly. And yeah. uh, you do a nod to a mother box, you swim past it, you show the, uh, you know, um, the Themyscirians, the Amazonians. Boom. That's the only one you need to see in the first movie. And then we're on to Man of Steel. Uh, but that's not going to happen. So nope. ultimately, <laughs> we're, we're only going to get the movies that we're going to get when they want to give us to give them to us. And I'm going to accept that for what it is. And I'm not going to let that tarnish my experience of this movie. Um, and I think that Momoa, like, is such a it has so much more uh, advocacy and goes through, I think, a bigger change than arguably T'Challa goes through in Black Panther. That yeah. throughout Black Panther, T'Challa is kind of a static character, and people around him are kind of going through changes, and he's kind of dealing with that. But in this movie, like Momoa has advocacy. He's taking charge of changing who he is. He's becoming Aquaman in a way that Black Panther really didn't. He just kind of gets handed Aquaman, uh, handed Black Panther. Uh, this is a little bit more interesting and cool. Uh, well, and, and also Aquaman doesn't want to be the king of Atlantis. And so it's kind of him going through that journey. Of, right. And he's already realizing... done that. Right. Exactly. Uh, so I, I, I like that for, for that part. And that's what the last philosophy we can talk about there. Um, okay. Um, the visuals in this movie are tremendous. Um, this be goes beyond, this goes to like a level of avatar kind of place. Uh, Ooh, yeah. And I was really, uh, really nervous and my expectations were so lowered and reduced by uh, Jeff Snyder, ZB's friend, uh, the writer we know for a whole bunch of different publications, but he, he came out and tweeted after the press embargo was released that this was as bad as Green Lantern. So I was like, holy fuck, that's uh -oh. going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, and when I got in there and you see the, the care of the visuals in this movie are so different than that of Green Lantern by leaps and fucking bounds because unfortunately what you had in green lantern was somebody rushing through an origin to try to set up a larger story which is a lot of times their main problem but can you like recall like any really amazing shots of oa from fucking green lantern with ryan reynolds fuck no no, no. You, you can't you couldn't name fucking one you know what Atlantis looks like. You know what the trench looks like. You know what the Karathin looks like. You know what the crab people look like. You crab people. The, 
fuck? Crab people look like crab, act like people. Oh my god! Uh, like yeah, I was fucking out of my mind. Uh, like the all that shit. Like this is James Wan. Like like at the maybe the height of his of his of his game. Maybe like like look at the way that like the shots are the action scene in the beginning. Me and Danny, I turned to Danny. I'm like, we've never seen anything like that before. When Nicole Kidman kicks the bad guy's ass in like the first five minutes of the movie, yeah, it's a fucking beautiful scene. Like you see every hit, you're watching every move. You see the dynamics of the fight as opposed yeah. to the Snyder vision, which was a little bit, which was just very dark version of that. So yeah, exactly. It, it's definitely taken from that style of Snyder. But it, it's toned down because, like, there's definitely a little bit of a slowdown and, like, some of those epic hits or, you know, the kicks or whatever. Um, but it, it is more palpable and it's, it doesn't feel like you're being pulled out quite as much. It also um, felt like every scene was different. Every fight had its own, like, sort of uh, feel to it. The beginning fight with Nicole Kidman, she's such an established fighter. It's so fluid. When you get to the fight with Orn in the Ring of Fire, you see uh, Aquaman's inexperience and Orn's really good experience with this fighting area. And the, then the aquakinesis from Mira is beautifully shot. And then, okay, spoiler alert, the dumbest part of Aquaman, the most made fun of part of Aquaman. You want to fuck with Aquaman? Aquaman could talk to the motherfucking fishes. They made that look awesome. They made that look real. They made that look like this is one of his powers. You know what he does. He's going to talk to the fishes, and they're going to listen to him. And they set that up in the fucking uh, aquarium, and it's awesome. And I'm there. Yeah. And, and yeah. I love that. They they did a good job. I mean, it, it, honestly, like it, it brought me back to like Harry Potter, where it's like you have this this kid who is realizing pretty young – that he has these special abilities and he's not normal, but like they do it in such an organic way that like he do, he never like he never uses his powers for 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 evil. He like he it it was it, I was surprised that I wanted to see the the young um, Arthur Curry. Like I was surprised. The, the flashback the flashbacks were great. I loved the origin story of Arthur Curry's name. I had no idea that he's named after King Arthur. I thought that was fucking That was cool. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Like what a great perfect writing. Good job everybody. Uh, go home, take a break. It was a great job. Uh yeah. like uh, I I loved it and I I loved Nicole Kidman. I loved that she was like in this movie Balls to the Wall, very similar to our other Batman cat cat friend uh from a similar movie where they're also wearing a mask and revealed later on oh it's you you're back in the in the, in the place <laughs> um I, yeah i mean to me i maybe because of some of the trailers or something but i never assumed that she was dead like throughout the whole movie i was like she's gonna come back later but that's just plot like to me that oh made i sense. thought i thought she was so dead i thought that that was actually a cool choice i was hoping that, mm. that they were gonna stick the landing on that when she came back i was a little bit sad yeah, um, yeah, and arguably, like she didn't really need to be there, but for for the the story arc no, of, she did. of their she family, needed to be, she like, needed to, yeah, she needed to be there for the end. Like that, you have to be okay with that. Yeah, uh, there, honestly, I I think that was one of the things that I was most um, not upset about, but like disappointed maybe in the fact that like there wasn't like a huge major twist. There wasn't a huge like 
death. Like it just sort of like yeah, you're, yeah, you have a good point. You know, well, there's one coming. There's a big one coming that that will change the game for Aquaman. That you have to like read the comics and understand, and that'll be a sure. big part of what the sequel will be. But the uh, what we have to think about now is like this movie, in a lot of ways that like it's interesting that we were talking about we want to sacrifice we need a death because all of the Superman super it's not Superman all of the superhero movies we're seeing um you know there's a lot of fucking death in them nowadays yeah uh, think about affinity war think about uh, into the spider verse uh think about uh, amazing spider-man 2 we kill Gwen Stacy like we're like we're more okay as a like a film going culture and fans of the comic book movies to be like cool with them killing off characters at different points because a, we know they can either come back or B like we're kind of excited and okay with going forward. Think about Snoke in uh, episode eight. Uh, I don't know. I, I, this movie had to be Aquaman 110%. It couldn't be anything else. It had to be the most Aquaman it could ever be. And it was, and like, (laughs) And to me, like, that's what counted. So let's talk about other things that I loved. Um, I liked the kind of Indiana Jones-ness serial um, kind of motif of this movie where you're hopping around different locations a lot and we're not spending too much time, uh, you know, uh, there. We are spending a lot of fucking time talking about exposition. And I think now would be a good time to talk about the script. Um, I, as yeah. much as I love this movie, I really do. I think that this is easily one of my favorites. I'm going to buy the Blu-ray of this. Uh, the dialogue in this movie is for shit. <laughs> like it's really like the people who wrote it were high out of their mind and were like, this is funny. And they were like, we don't have to be, you know, let's just have three pages of exposition in every 10 minutes. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, and it just felt like there's so much expositing. We do so much heavy lifting of world building that you're also shown. So, like, that's kind of the reinforcement of it. Like, every time they're talking, like, when they're talking about Atlantis, you're looking at Atlantis. You know, it's not that they're just it's not that they're just talking about it in the abstract, like a fucking Tarantino movie, uh, (laughs) which would have been cool in and of itself. Uh, (laughs) Like what you're seeing here is like uh people who are who are trying to just be funny and and not focusing on the uh the, the, the kind of uh think about that i'm just thinking though it's also a contrast to like the highfalutin language that they speak in black panther like do people want to hear people speak like shakespearean you know uh characters the whole time of a movie like patrick wilson like he can do that he kind of does that um, but you know, we could have amended his speech a little bit better when he's yelling at Aquaman in the throne room, you know, yeah. th- there's a lot of different parts here and there where it really could have been cleaned up and made a little bit tighter and a little bit smarter. Um, but at the same time, you know, <sighs> there's a lot of expositing in star Wars if we're really going to call it out and we have to just kind of be okay that these movies have to tell us fucking stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's fine. And, and, as long as it, it serves the story, like we needed the world building here because we'd never seen Atlantis before. We needed to understand all these different houses. Like it was very Game of Thrones in that way to me. It's like, oh, there's all these different um, sects of, of the Atlantean people that, you know, we needed to learn about each one of them and understand what happened to them all. Because like and to me, that was kind of one of the more interesting things, because it's like 
Atlantis in our world is like this mystery. It's this this myth of or, or legend that there was this island of people that sunk or whatever. But like, there's also so many theories out there of like, oh well, it, it could have been in the Bermuda Triangle. It could have been in the Mediterranean Sea. It could have been in a desert. And like, they went with all of those ideas and said like, yeah, it's all those things and this, <laughs> this race of people like live in all of them. And you're not wrong. And I thought that was really cool. And, and like to have like, like you said, the Indiana Jones elements of, or like, like harkening back to the mummy where you have this like, yeah, desert tomb that they, and like there, it's a little video gamey at times where it's like, okay, they get this thing and they got to go get this thing and they got to do, but like, it, yeah, there's, it there's flows, a ton of that. There, it flows naturally. And like, you see his relationship with Mira growing and like him kind of owning the fact that like, maybe he does need to, kind of step up and like become a hero but wouldn't um, we all okay one one gripe wouldn't we all have liked it better if they didn't kiss in this movie and you really had a better love story relationship grow in the sequel where they're forced to be together as arthur curry is learning how to be the king of atlantis a la han solo and princess leia in empire strikes back when they're forced to be together uh on the millennium falcon in the asteroid field and like we have to see them interact <laughs> and like do this kind of shit where like fucking momoa doesn't want to be the fucking king like he said it before but now he's gonna have to deal with the political handlings of atlantis like that i'm, I'm sure that's gonna be a huge plot of the sequel sure but, uh so to me like i i think that making them kiss in this movie it didn't fit that's the only part where i'm like uh no don't do that like well but like also <laughs> how about at the beginning of the movie where it's like he doesn't even recognize her or, or yeah, like it doesn't seem like that's that's wrong. Like I, I think that that they, they, that's wrong, they met. Frank. <laughs> they they met. It's wrong. It's wrong, Frank. It really is. I don't have a good explanation for that. Uh, so it's wrong. Yeah. They they they're hampered by that. That's see. That's one of the cons of the DC way is that when you tell Joss Whedon, listen, man, you're gonna have a lot of control. We need you to come in and finish this shit out. And then you're in this because we because we know he said it. That was his choice to do it. We we know it's not Zack Snyder to do the mm -hmm. air bubble um, like that. He did that, but he's not coordinating with James Wan, who we have to assume is making Aquaman at the time. And yeah. is like, bro, like, don't fucking do this bullshit and fuck up my continuity. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, that's yeah, that's, that's that. But it's also one thing be, we've taken for granted of with like all the Marvel movies and star Wars to a degree that there's like someone steering the ship with no, all the little issues. Yeah. There's nobody here to do that. There's really, that's totally absent in this. Um, but I could also see it as like him being like, you know, sarcastic and being like, I don't fucking know you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, uh, so I'm like, I'm kind of okay with that too. All right. Uh, <sighs> The fight scenes in this, I think, were really original, and the trench sequence, I think, is gonna is is beautiful. They in the way that Avatar realized the world of Pandora in 3D for all of us. Seeing the trench sequence on a big IMAX screen was astounding. So you're can you can can you be more specific because I'm having trouble the exact moment so, that you're talking about. So like... I'm talking about so the fight on top of the boat in the rocky seas with these scary krill like monsters. Okay, against uh, the trench, yeah, yeah, against yeah. the trench, and then they go down, and they're going down into it, and you're watching as Mira and Aquaman are holding the flare and descending into the chasm of the trench, uh, mm -hmm. kind of pulled back uh, with everything in front of you. Um, 
it really the scale of that scene was was humongous and when ah. you're looking back and forth and you can see the fucking texture on the nasty you know look like crab talk like people uh like <laughs> you see them and you're like holy shit like i don't want to fucking fight these guys yeah. and it, you you really do get that like sense of tension and and uh you know nervousness as he's approaching the bottom and you see the flare going out and you're like oh shit is he gonna make it and then somehow you're in the land you know fern gully where they have <laughs> fucking dinosaurs and uh, all sorts of shit uh slee stacks i'm sure and uh what the fuck i didn't get that at all but um they were like in the, in the center of the earth or something Isn't yeah that there's a the... lot of there's a lot of crazy shit in this movie that you just kind of have to go with it, and yeah. that's and you know we're weird that we're like okay oh <laughs> 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 all right yeah yeah i mean i i agree i think uh, there <laughs> part of the reason that confusing the trench sequence because there's a trench sequence in wonder woman too right that's like what people yeah. call it so like yeah i mean i think the fights the creatures all looked great um i loved um you know all the different animals that they rode and the way that Oh you my know, god! Got the, like the the sharks and the seahorses and, but v- like Vinny, were you riding an animatronic seahorse or CGI? <laughs> I don't know. It's anim- it's, anim- it's animatronic, Vinny. Vinny, oh, animatronic. Uh, um, you know, like it, it, they they nailed all the look of like the sharks were great and uh, you could feel. I liked how they did the visual of showing the scale of underwater so that the submarine when it shoots at them in the very beginning, you do feel it. Fucking Dolph Lundgren is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, everybody's hair, like, everybody's hair is swaying in the water. Um, everybody <laughs> is underwater, you know, the whole time. Like, you feel like you're there. Like, it's just, yeah. it's it's really nice and, and, and kind of, you know, beautiful to escape into. Um, what else can we talk about with Aquaman? I think that one of the things that they could have done, and I hope that they do this in the sequel, is they got to have Wonder Woman in, in these movies. Like, they have to do a team up. I don't know how or why, but mm-hmm. they just have to because I think it would be great if they do Flashpoint. It'll be very obvious what they're gonna do. Uh, but if not, oh, yeah. and they do, you know, other stuff like I'm fine with that too. Like they have great chemistry. The the two of them in Justice League were very funny. Um, these are now their A-listers. Like I don't know how we got to a point where Wonder Woman and Aquaman were the captains of the Justice League. But uh, you get there when people don't understand, you know, how to love the characters right. And yeah. this is arguably the most love that DC has shown. Like, there's a lot of love in Wonder Woman. Let, let, let's give credit where the credit is due. But there's a lot of power in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a message. Wonder Woman is an idea. Wonder Woman is a was kind of a political statement in a way. Yeah. This one, like, it doesn't have to be a political statement. It doesn't have to shoulder all of the weights of the different things. All it has to do is say, we love Aquaman. We know you like Aquaman. Let's make you fall in love with him too. Uh, yeah. You're let's right. talk and about, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that like moving forward, if you have these two and then um, maybe, maybe the success of these and um, the, a sequel for wonder woman and a sequel for this, like maybe down the road we can have, another crack at a justice league and, and bring in some sort of threat that and, and learn from the mistakes of the justice league movie and, and, and make the stakes feel high and somehow, you know, get some other characters back in there. I'm sure Ezra Miller is up to, to be flash still. And like, I, cause I don't think, did you see Henry Cavill's Instagram the other day? 
with with the fork in the water? Dude, I don't think he's I don't know like if he's out. Like I just think that he loves it and he knows he's got to be there. Like I'm just I'm like the one guy on the thing. I was at the kids party yesterday. I told you this. There were three Superman there. Three yeah. little Superman kids. No Batman. Not a fucking Batman among them. That is a shift, all right? That means something that he's back. Like why can't they bring him back? Like Superman and Aquaman are such a great team. Yeah. Superman and Shazam. You have to have him show up in Shazam. Why can't he show up in Shazam? Oh my god. Uh, I just we'll, hate it. we'll see. We'll see what happens. I just um, hate it. I hate it. Okay. Uh um listen, I love this movie. I think it's great. I think it's gonna stand the test of time. Go see it in a theater and be blown away by the visual experience that you can just take it in. Don't worry about the you know the crazy plot. Stay for post credit scenes in a DC movie. That's awesome. Whoa, yeah. Uh, fucking a. Like they figured that out that we need to do that. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they nailed it. It was great. Uh, I I love that direction, and I'm and I'm down to see where it's gonna go. If you if you want to know. You can go and watch Kevin Smith's podcast, and he will talk to you about the spoiler that comes that he's thinking for the sequel. I'm not going to say that because I'm not an asshole, uh, but you can go figure it out. Um, I think that this is going to go in that direction, and mm-hmm. that will give our our character a really good fight and something and in a place that we really haven't maybe seen before in a superhero movie. Um, I'm I'm excited to go there. I'm excited to be a part of it, and uh, you know we're. Uh, Let's do it again. Have Momoa show up in fucking Shazam. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Isn't I, the I kid think... wearing an Aquaman shirt in the trailer? I have no idea. <laughs> I, but... I believe the kid is wearing an Aquaman shirt in the trailer. The kid with the, the crutch in the Shazam yeah. trailer. Also, Zachary Levy is having a fantastic year. He's doing fantastically in the Fantastic Mythic Maisel, which is a very good show. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to Shazam. That looks like a, a fun time. Um, I also love, love Zachary Levi uh, from watching watching him on Chuck back in the day. Um, so I think he could be a superhero. He, well, he's built us. he's built like a superhero while he's doing Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So like he's walking around and like I'm like Ooh. oh he's like a, this guy could be my this guy he, could be he a got the muscles on him he's, now. He's a big he's a big dude and like he's at like a Jewish camp in the Catskills. Yeah. So you like see him among all these like shrimpy dudes and then this big handsome guy comes through. <laughs> like what the fuck? Uh, wait. So is it is it uh, Levi? Like, did you say it like the very like Amish version of it? Can you say it again? I think it's I think it's Levi. Oh, it's I think Levi. it's not it's not Levi. I think. All right. Because yeah, I so think he, so. So he is not a he is not a member of the tribe. He is not a Jew, huh? No, because yeah. I, I don't even think his real name is Levi. I think that's like a stage name, or yeah. something. Hold he, on. He plays a he plays a good Jew. He looks like a Jew very much, but he he obviously. He's also not. <laughs> Zachary Levi Pugh is an American actor and singer. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Pugh. And, and while we're wrapping up here, shout outs to Bob Einstein, uh, Funkhauser, Big yeah. Funk. Oh, man. Oh, man, man, man. Like, he's just so funny. And he, he had such a career before even he got on Curb that you can go back and watch. He was on uh, the Smothers Brothers were kind of like a variety show before SNL in the late sixties and early seventies. And he did a character called super Dave Osborne, which mm-hmm. was very famous. And, uh, there's a whole bunch of clips you can go find. I kind of went down that rabbit hole, uh, when I saw him do 
comedians and coffee uh the first time but uh you can go revisit that now as well as some of the best episodes if you want to revisit them for your own sake i will give you there's a few i think you can watch go watch uh the divorce which is episode one from season eight go watch uh uh the memorial for funkhauser's mother which is in season five episode six um and if you want to watch the best marty funkhauser joke of all time uh seinfeld which is episode nine of season seven which is the infamous uh liver in the pussy joke uh it's a it's a it's a great episode um so yeah uh listen y'all we had a great we had a great time you know talking with each other we count on you guys to talk back with us please drop us a line um and uh you know let us know what you thought about aquaman yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's a good time, and look forward to uh, potential sequel. Made a ton of money, and you it know, did. It made a, It's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah, it, yeah, and it, that's like what the the number one of all the DC EU mo- movies at this point, which is kind of a but huge th- surprise. This, but this should be a big fucking wake up call to them, also. Yeah, uh, the marketing for this movie was aggressive. But, uh, you know, they, they gave too much away in the trailer, but they also didn't. There but was a it, lot that was fresh. If it, and the fact that it came around, came out around Christmas and... When there was no so Star many, Wars. No Star Wars and so much else against it that it still did this well is, like, a really a good sign for it. Um, I, I would love to see this come out, like, sometime in the summer, like a sequel, um, where, like, there's it's got space to breathe and there's nothing like, I, I think it could do really well. I, th- I feel like it would be a good summer movie. Get, get in the water, you know, you get going on the beach. Well, like how, Aquaman. Fu- but like how fucked is like Marvel like to do a Namor movie now? Like, like that's never going to happen. They're, they're never going to do Namor. It's, it's not, but like, like, yeah, they're, they can't, but now they can't, you know what I mean? Like, sure. It, it, yeah. They kind of claimed the underwater world, <laughs> the underwater realm, so to speak. I'm okay with that because like we've we've now seen it done well and and I don't need to see a competing version, you know. I think I don't know. I yeah, I I don't really I think Aquaman is the superior aqua person. Um <laughs> and uh <laughs> And yeah, we'll see. He is the superior aqua person. You're right. Yeah. Um so yeah, it, it was a good time. Um, looking forward to the rest of this year. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up, um, and uh, I, I don't know what's our next big is next big movie. Captain Marvel, or is there anything else? Oh, there's got to be there's got to be something before then. Hold on, I'll take a look at the big board over here. I mean, I, I mean, if people wanted us to go see Bumblebee, we would go see Bumblebee. Uh, I, I'm a little torn about trying to. Like so, glass is coming out in like a week or two, but Gla- I haven't seen. Like, uh, glass anything. would be cool. We could do a, a couple episodes about that. That's maybe a good idea. Because I, I have to do my homework. I haven't seen the others. <laughs> I saw Split, but I haven't seen Unbreakable. I haven't seen either. So all right, maybe that's know. that's worth. Maybe that's worth it. That would be good for maybe because that's sort of like superhero, like it's superhero adjacent. adjacent. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, um. Yeah, and then coming soon. What do you got coming soon? You got. Uh, not Lego Movie either. Part Deux. Lego um, Movie Part Two would be good. Um, and we'll do, do that for sure. Um, and then, yeah, Captain Marvel. We got Shazam, Avengers Endgame. So we got definitely movies throughout at least April. Um, yeah. But we'll and, and then and then Game of Thrones. So and then Game of Thrones too. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming out on the pike. So we we uh, we started rewatching 
Um, we we started at season three because we had previously rewatched seasons one and two like last year or something. So we're we started we we watched season three in two days, three days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's like kind of the peak of the show too when it's like so good, like so much of the 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 game the game of the thrones is actually being played. Um, and we're in season the four now. The pieces are being set up, man. Oh, it's it, and it's so interesting to watch now after like. I mean, I read the books, but to, like, see some of the characters on screen that, like, I know are going to be really important later on that I didn't know back then, it's great. Um, So, I don't know. We're we're debating whether or not we're going to, like, power through and try to watch everything before it starts, but we'll see. That seems seems hard. It it does seem hard, but, like I said, we're on season four and, like, well, it's probably, like, 30 more episodes. Like, that's not that much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> praise, praise be to you, man. I hope that you make it through. Um, um, but yeah. Yeah, anyway. guys. <laughs> uh, so listen, as always, this is the Long Lost Heroes podcast. Uh, I'm going to make another plea. Listen, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please click the subscribe button. If you've already done that, please leave us a rating or review. You can just leave us stars. You can leave us a sentence. If you leave us a funny one, maybe we'll read it. Uh, but like, we just we need the visibility, so please click that for us also make sure to follow us on you know instagram facebook and twitter at llh podcast you can also email us info at longlostheroes.net uh i'm aj i'm frank thank you guys have a great week take care everybody bye